listening to the Healthy Habitat Podcast with Natalie Noctegal. Hello, friends. It's morning where I am, so I feel compelled to say good morning. Buenos dias. <laughs> Even though who knows what time it is, um, wherever you are listening to this. But regardless, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Habitat Podcast. And I have a feeling this is going to be a short and sweet episode. Um, and even in saying that before I get started, it's it's kind of funny because I've said that before. And then the episode goes on to be like an hour long or something. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But first of all, um, a little bit of a catch up. It's been a minute. My intention was to release episodes every week and I will get there, I'm sure. Um, but for the present season... I'm wearing a lot of hats and I'm juggling a lot of things and that's actually going to come up in the topic of this episode today, which is regarding overwhelm and confusion about the steps we need to take, the things that we should be doing, all the different actions and behaviors and practices, like these physical things, um, tasks and yeah, like lists that we need to be checking off that we feel like we have to do and organize and stay on top of in order to get where we're trying to go. So I don't even know how I'm going to sum that up as like a title or anything yet. But anyways, that's where we're headed. So first, a little bit of a catch up. It's um, as I'm recording this episode, it's Sunday. It's the first weekend of December. And so it's, you know, not long after the Thanksgiving holidays And I don't know about you, but it seems like once November hit, it felt like life just sped up and got so much faster. And I feel like because of these, um, at least in the US, you know, we have Thanksgiving and we have Christmas and then we have New Year's. So we have this very specific seasonal winter holidays and celebrations and rituals and foods. And maybe you have friends with birthdays in there like I do. So you have so much celebratory energy happening around this time of year, which I feel like just distorts the normal day-to-day life of everything going on. Like, I don't know. It just feels like time speeds up this time. It speeds up in a lot of ways. And then it also slows down very, very strange and interesting. But, um, I have been working a lot. So I'm still in school online, uh, with the nutrition therapy association. So I'm studying to be a nutrition therapy practitioner and I'm loving it. It's, um, it's so much information. I so wish, and this is part of my personality. I love learning. I have an insatiable curiosity. And so this has been perfect for me, but I, I so badly just want to spend all of my time absorbing and soaking this information. So it's been a learning opportunity for me. Um, a huge lesson actually. And how do I manage my energy and my responsibility and how do I organize all of this and 
with the learning and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's been learning for me, but, um, yeah, so I'm already, for those of you that might be new turning in, um, tuning in, I'm already a certified health coach and I went through Chris Cresser's functional health adapt. It's called adapt health coaching program uh, several years ago. And I hadn't really, I hadn't opened up officially like an online business of any kind or anything like that, but I have been just coaching friends and family. And I, a couple of months ago, Uh, put some feelers out and some different like online, like health groups that I was in, uh, for health coaching clients to just start working with and building up my own skill level and things like that. So I've been working with a handful of clients, um, in amid being in school and all of that. It's been so, so life-giving and, rewarding in the way that I, like you said, I love learning. I think I'm just going to be a forever student. Um, I do feel like just a forever pupil, but, uh, it's, it's been so cool to, um, start working with people one-on-one just to deepen my own awareness of, of how people relate to their own health journey and their own health goals. And, um, yeah, it's just been really, really cool to see and to support others on that path. Um, so I've been doing that. I started teaching Pilates at a local studio and working at the studio as well. So if that's, if you're like, whoa, what you teach Pilates too? I know that might seem way out of left field. Um, so that was actually the first, um, I guess certification you could call it that I pursued back in 2018, 2019. Um, I was a full-time musician for the most part with little like odd jobs here and there, but I was looking for, you know, just a little bit more income that, you know, I could per or um looking for work that I could supplement my music gigs and all that with and found myself in a Pilates teacher training program and it was so cool and I did that and I've taught on and off at different studios in various places that I've lived over the years but I just started teaching again. And, um, so that's been really fun to just bring that in. So I'm, like I said, I'm wearing a lot of hats right now. I'm balancing a lot of things. And, uh, in addition to all of this, yeah, my health has been front and center as usual. My health is such a big priority for me. I mean, obviously I'm love learning about the body and healing with food and healing lifestyle practices. And I'm always learning and recalibrating and trying new things because I have my own personal health goals of root cause healing that I'm on the path toward. And oh my gosh, we're so close. It's like every single week, just a whole series of lessons and insights and discoveries and victories unfold before me that I just get to, to feast in and, um, and learn from and implement and embody and all that good stuff. So it's been such a beautiful journey, but I've been working with a nutritionist and gaps practitioner, really honing in on implementing the gaps diet principles, or I should say the gaps nutritional protocol principles. And I'll have to do a whole episode on that. Now I'm not a certified gaps practitioner. I, at this point, am just a huge fan of the protocol and the author of that protocol, who is Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. Her books are wherever 
books are sold or rented. You can get them from the library. You can get them online. Um, it's called uh, Gaps Either. She has two books. One is uh, The Gut and Psychology Syndrome. That was her first book. And then our second one is Gut and Physiology Syndrome. So that's the acronym for GAPS. And I will link both of those in the show notes, just an Amazon link so you can go check it out. But I highly recommend if you're on any kind of a, a healing journey, either or both, yeah, either or both of those books are so, so helpful. It's a beautiful insight into how to truly heal the body from the gut up, literally from your very sensor inward all the way outward. It's really, really cool. So I've been leaning into that and working with somebody who's really experienced in that healing protocol and is an incredible nutritionist in her own right. And it's been, um, it's been a journey. I'm in nutritional ketosis, which was so much harder than I realized. It's, I mean, I don't mean hard as in like, it's hard to do, but hard as in, um, I assumed over the past several years, because I was eating a very low carb carnivore diet, I just assumed that I was in ketosis. And so there was a lot of learning and unlearning, um, mentally and honestly, like subconsciously for my physical body to learn what operating in the state of ketosis is. So we have our human bodies have a couple of different ways that they can operate. We can use carbohydrates as fuel. We can use fat as fuel. And there's this really interesting in-between state that we can get stuck in. And this is what happened to me where my body was trying to convert a portion of the protein I was eating into glucose to use as energy. It's not very efficient. And I started to get a lot of fatigue over the last couple of years the, I, I can't even describe to you the level of fatigue and brain fog that I had been experiencing. And I would mention it. I was actually doing a podcast. Um, it was called never cured, always heal with my good friend, Jess Williams. And I would mention in that podcast, I'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just, I'm really tired today. And it became this recurring theme. I didn't realize the symptom that was manifesting. And there's, you know, a lot of layers here, but ultimately a part of that was that I was stuck in this phase where my body was not able to produce the energy that my cells needed. ATP, if you've ever heard of that, that's essentially the electrical charge or the battery that every single one of your cells, like how many cells do you think are in your body? Billions, trillions, you know, every single one of your cells requires this form of energy. And we get that energy from the nutrients that we consume. And even though I was consuming what I felt like was the most nutrient dense diet I, pro I possibly could consume. And it's not that that's not true, but I wasn't consuming enough fat. Isn't this crazy? I was consuming a little more protein than I needed. Not quite enough fat. I wasn't giving my body the right signals, the right inputs that it needed to fuel my body and to retrain my, my metabolism to generate energy from ketones and, um, to generate that energy from, you know, body fat, from fat, dietary fat that I was consuming. So this has been a beautiful learning process for me. And what does this actually feel like to embody and add into your day-to-day -day life? And the, so it, for me, that's looked like really pulling back on how much protein I was eating and upping the fat that I've been eating. And, that's just easier. That's been easier said than done. I'm like, oh, so if I'm consuming 
I know I'm going to throw some numbers out there, but please don't extrapolate this to your own, like, you know, to your own journey, because this is going to be different for everyone. But, um, for me starting this out, I'm like restricting my protein between like 60 to 80 grams of protein. For some people that might sound really normal and even high for some people that might sound incredibly low. But for me, this is just a, um, doing this in the short term to retrain my metabolism. And then I can, you know, slowly add in more protein once I'm there. But anyways, I'm in this pulling back phase and it's that I didn't even realize I had no idea how much protein I was eating. Like I, I didn't think about it. I wasn't interested in tracking my macros or really understanding, you know, what a plate of food was offering me. I was just trying to listen to my body. And now I have the wisdom of both, or I'm attaining the wisdom of both because it is, it's a beautiful thing to intuit with your body, to get in sync with your body and trust that it will crave and desire exactly what it is that it needs. But on the other hand, it's all, there's also a lot of wisdom and recognizing when things are out of balance, how we can make some changes to our plate to support that balance. So we can come back to that place of being able to fully trust and intuit what the signals that our body is giving us. So I'm in that pulling back phase and it's been really cool to see, okay, what does eating, you know, 60 to 80 grams of protein in a day look like? What, how does that break out into my individual meals? And you know, what happens when I, I mess up the math and I accidentally eat too much or I don't eat quite enough. You know, these are all things that I'm figuring out. And it's been really, really cool to notice the direct feedback and to measure my ketones. Um, I thought that my metabolism was solid and that I would come right into ketosis and stay there, but it's been, um, it's been of a dip, you know, getting in and out and it's been, it's felt wobbly and shaky and unsure. So it's been a while, or I should say it's been at least a month that it's taken me to finally like the past week or so I'm getting into a rhythm with it. Like I would say four to six weeks it's taken me to finally get used to this. I don't know. It's been a whole thing, but it's been really, really fun to see. And also if you think you're eating high fat right now, you're probably not. <laughs> Like, I thought that I was high fat. No, 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 no. Now I am high fat. Like I, I never tracked and broken down and like measured what like a hundred plus grams of fat in a day look like. And it's a lot. And it's taken a little bit of time to get used to. But overall, I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm enjoying seeing how my body feels and responds to being in nutritional ketosis and how this new way of doing things fits into my life. And uh, I, I don't know, I could go on this forever, but I don't want to make this whole episode just about catching you up on my life. But um, I am still incorporating uh, the GAPS diet principles and uh, nutritional ketosis. I did a soup challenge where I ate GAPS, like nothing but GAPS soups for like 20 something days. Um, I think it was actually closer to 30 days. And now I'm having, you know, about one meal a day that I eat is a GAPS soup. And that's just, you know, with meat stock broth to support the healing of my gut lining and just really, really soft foods that I'm able to 
digest and break down really, really easily without my digestive system having to work too, too much. Um, so that's been a part of this healing process. I've been incorporating so many fermented foods. I've been making homemade kefir or kefir. I never know how to say that. Kefir sounds cooler, but I feel like in the States, like people are like, um, I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> Kefir slash kefir. I've been making my own. It's so good. I've been making my own sour cream and I've made beet kvass and fermented veggies. Um, so that's been really cool to incorporate as well. Okay. But there's that. So I want to shift the conversation now into this, like I said, this idea of, you know, we have this desire, this dream, this goal And then once we start, you know, setting our sights on that, I don't know about you, but for me, I receive this flood. I shouldn't say receive. I I tap into this flood of information, this flood of tasks and things that I, I feel like I have to do and accomplish before I can reach what it is that I want or, you know, reach this desired goal. And I was thinking about this in terms of, you know, life and business and like, you know, like life goals, but also it kind of dawned on me that this also counts for our health goals, health goals as well. So I know this podcast is called the healthy habitat podcast. We're talking about health, wellness, right? Healing, thriving physically, mentally, spiritually. But the reason why I keep coming back over and over and over again to this word or this theme of habitat, your habitat encompasses every single piece that builds up your environment. And what is your environment? It's everything outside of your soul. It's literally everything. It's the thoughts you think. It's the air you breathe, the water you drink. It's the walls surrounding your shelter. It's the clothes you put on. It's the microbiome of your entire body. It's the food that you eat. It's the people you interact with. You see what I'm saying? But it is the thoughts that you think. It's your beliefs, your perception that also shapes your environment that is a part of your habitat as well. So I, I'm an avid journaler. I might be overly obsessed with journaling. I might be. And, and that's okay. I think, I think that's okay. Um, but I love to find this space of journaling every morning because it allows me to just get clear and, um, recalibrate, reset. Like my journal space just feels like my safe space where I can, anything goes, right? Like no one's going to see this but me and I can just let loose and get it all out there. Good, bad, the ugly, right? And so I was doing that this morning and I had this, had a couple of insights hit me this morning. The first thing is that whatever we believe is true, Whatever we believe is true. Anything that we believe is true. And when I say true, I mean true specifically for us. So whatever it is that you believe, you choose to believe, or you subconsciously believe will be true for you. And that little insight, it it kind of blew my mind. I feel like that's going to take years of unpacking. So simple, yet so paradoxical. You know what I'm saying? 
And so I'm, I'm journaling on this idea that, okay, whatever I believe is true. So what do I want to believe? What do I want to believe to be true for me? And as I kept unpacking that, I realized that I had this belief that when I have, again, this desire, this goal, so let's relate this to health. I have a health outcome, a transformation. I want to thrive, right? I have this vision of how I want my health to look. And again, this can apply to anything. This can be this vision of your life, the kind of person you want to be, the kind of relationships you want to have, the place, the places that you want to live and travel to, the kind of career you want to have, like whatever it is, you have this vision, this destination in mind. And for me, if I'm relating this to health, I have this vision of what I want and what I desire. And then I, I get up, I, I leave my journaling space or my meditation space where I'm like all clear on my goal and I'm really excited. And I get up from that and I go throughout my day. And I, I had this belief that I have these lists of tasks that I have to complete, things that I have to do in order to get there. And you might be thinking, well, yeah, obviously. And yes, yes, there are things, obviously we do have to take action. We can't just sit around in this meditative space in our minds and just will things to change. Or can you? Joe Dispenza argues otherwise, but that's a topic for another, for another day. Um, but really the belief was that I had to find the right course, the right practitioner, the right blueprint, the right steps. Like I had to do that and then implement all of these things in order to reach my goal. And the past, I don't know, four to six weeks that I've really been, you know, I've been working with a practitioner and have just totally up-leveled my day-to-day life to do things in a totally different way in order to reach this thriving transformation that I'm headed toward, I felt myself feeling weighed down with overwhelm, a little bit of stress and anxiety of how I could, how could I possibly hold all of these new things? I'm already doing so much. I felt spread thin, like I was burning the candle at both ends. And I I started to have these thoughts of how much longer can I keep this up? And It was like I was trying to go from zero to a hundred overnight. That was how it was feeling. And of course, I'm telling myself, but these are only beliefs, right? If I believe that, then it's true. So I just need to change my perspective around this. And then this morning, it hit me. It hit me that my blueprint, my personal blueprint to get from where I am right now to where I'm trying to go is ordained by the divine. It is ordained by my faith. And I actually wrote this down. Um, I was rereading through my, my journaling this morning as to be honest, I made, if, if this episode sounds rambly, well, I didn't make any notes for it. This is truly just inspired. And, um, I was peeking back at what I was journaling And I wrote this thing that's like kind of grammatically incorrect, but for some reason it just kept sticking out to me like a sore thumb. Let's see if I can find it. Okay. I wrote down my faith holds me 
safe. My faith holds me safe. I, I know that's like kind of grammatically incorrect. And this was just from stream of consciousness journaling. But I realized that, you know, one step, anyone will tell you that when you're on a journey to change, when you're on a journey to transform your life in every area, not even just one area, but any area, every area, all of it, that the first thing you do, you get clear on what it is you want, right? You set the goal, you create the vision, you get clear on that. And then you have to have a level of faith that believes that it's possible for you to reach that goal because you have the goal, you create the vision, whatever it is. But if you don't believe that you're capable of getting there, that it's possible for you, you know, how much progress do you think you're going to make toward that goal? And so something I've been working on for myself is cultivating faith that I am capable. I am capable of doing this. My body is capable of healing. I'm capable of supporting my body's innate healing. I am capable of helping others on their healing journey. You know, so cultivating this faith that I am capable, that I can do this, and that I am fully supported by the universe, by all of the resources all over, all around me. And so I've realized that when I cultivate this faith, that my faith is what ordains my specific actions and steps. And what I mean by this, or by that, I should say, is this. Have you ever felt inspired? Have you ever received a little nudge? A little nudge in your, in your chest or in your stomach if you feel it physically or maybe just in your thoughts? And an example of this could be, an idea pops in your head or a thought pops in your head and says, hey, you should text so-and-so. You should reach out to Jessica. Send her a text. And you receive that thought like, huh, maybe I should reach out to Jessica. Say, hey, yeah, I should do that. And then you don't do it. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I should do that. And you kind of put it off. Or maybe you, if you're like me and you really enjoy writing, I enjoy, that's probably why I love journaling. I love writing. I'll receive um, a thought, a nudge that says, oh, you should write about this, this idea. You should write about how good cold plunging is for you or what sleep does for you or um, how you feel whenever you stand outside with your bare feet on the grass and the sun shining on you, surrounded by trees, and you're just present with that. You, sh- you should write on that. And I receive that thought, and I say, ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, I'll do that. And I put it off, and I put it off, and I put it off. I'm going to add one more example here. This is true for me. That happened kind of recently. I had been receiving this nudge. You should, you should really look into fasting long-term fasting. And by that, I mean 24 hour, 36, 48 hours. So one to three day fasts to include as part of your healing journey. You should look more into that. You should look into that. And so I received that nudge. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that feels, that feels right. I should do that. I should do that. And I put it off and I put it off and I kept receiving that nudge specifically I'll keep receiving it over and over and over. And I'll say, yeah, 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 I should do that. I should do that. Meanwhile, 
I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, uh, trying to figure out, okay, what supplements should I be taking? What daily habits do I need to make sure I'm hitting every single day and timing it all out and making sure that I'm, you know, planning my meal times and my supplement times around work and these obligations. And then I'm fitting in my study time, but I'm making sure that I'm not being overwhelmed and I'm not being stressed out because we're trying not to be stressed out, but I'm also trying to do a million things every single day. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know if this is making sense yet, but what dawned on me this morning is that if I believe that I'm capable of reaching this goal, if I believe that I'm supported, I believe that it's already mine and my job is to hold this belief in full faith and to step up every single day to show up, I, the actions that I take, they're going to be provided to me. My job is to sit here and be open and ready and willing to receive further instructions. And I'm going to receive those instructions. I'm going to receive all of the actions that I'm meant to take one at a time in perfect order. And it might not look like the blueprint that I'm going to find for someone else. It might not look like that list of tasks or things that I have to do in order to receive this or to achieve, to get to this goal. So let's break this down even further. Let's say that your goal is, you know, weight loss goal, or you're trying to heal from an autoimmune disease, whatever it is, you, you have this goal. I guarantee you, you can Google anything you want right now to get every single step that you need to get there, to make that happen. Uh, how to just Google how to start my own business, how to lose weight how to heal from hypothyroidism, how to reduce my stress, da, 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 da. You can use AI, use Google. Are they one and the same now? I don't know, but I guarantee you, you are going to get pages and pages from all different kinds of sources, giving you step-by-step of what you need to do to get there. And guess what? All of those different steps, all of those various blueprints to get from a point A to a point B, they're going to all be a little different. They will be. There'll be some overlap for sure, but they're going to all be a little different. So what I'm learning, what I'm realizing is that your personal blueprint, my personal blueprint to get to where I want is probably not going to be out there somewhere else from someone or something else telling me all the actions, all the steps that I need to do. And then I mean, right? Do you, do you just feel like you can feel in your nervous system what that does to you? And this started to come up because as I've been meeting with clients, they feel like they know all the things that they should be doing, but they have no idea where to start, which one to start with. It feels like this buzzing, I don't know, like a swarm of bees, but each one of the bees is like an idea or a thought or a, um, a task that they feel like they should be doing, like a behavior change or a certain way of eating. You know what I mean? It feels like thousands of those just buzzing around in their mind. And they're so overwhelmed with how could they even take the first step toward what they want when it feels like there's this endless list of things that they have to do and incorporate in order to get there and in order to actually make it happen. And 
you know, my friend the other day, she was going to a, like a general, like holistic health and wellness class that was put on by her church. It was so cool. So she was going to this free class and learning about holistic nutrition and lifestyle practices, meditation, you know, all of these different pieces of the puzzle, but it left her with far more questions than it did answers. And she came to me and she just started listing off these questions one by one by one by one of, you know, what about my, my perfume that I like to wear? Am I not allowed to wear that anymore? What about my favorite lotions? And then what about this kind of food? And what about this thing? And, and what about AirPods and Bluetooth radiation? And it's like, ah, all of these things, right? This, we're talking about our habitat. This whole podcast is about reconstructing and rebuilding our habitat. And even that thought alone might just send you quivering in your boots. You're like, how could I possibly address each and every minute, like minuscule detail of this? Like it feels like an impossible task. And that's what I downloaded this morning. That's what spirit just enveloped me in love and peace and calm and said, Hey, 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 you don't have to look to what everyone else is doing. You don't have to look to all of the courses and the self health health books and, you know, all, all of these things that are telling you should do this. You do this, do this. No, 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 no. Tune inward, calm down, tap into your own innate wisdom and just pause pause, listen to that still small voice because my specific aligned actions that are required for me to get to where I want to go, they're already ordained and they're going to be spoken to me, you know, or intuited to me, download it. It's going to come into my field of awareness at exactly the right time and exactly the right order. So I get to Take a deep breath of relief. Tell my body, my nervous system that it's okay. There is no rush. There's no rush. And my path is not going to look like everyone else's path. It's actually not going to look like anyone else's path, right? And you know this. I know this. We know this intuitively. And so my job is to calm down, slow down. I already know what those nudges and inspiration feel and sound like, right? You've had that before. You've been inspired. You've had the nudges. And I already know what that feels like. Oh, okay. Those are my instructions. Those are my steps. And we don't have to worry about how we're going to change every single little detail and facet of our habitat, of our lives in order to obtain that transformation that we're looking for in order to get that change or that desired outcome, the goal, whatever it is, it's going to happen. And so we get to trust that and trust that it will happen in the perfect timing. Oh, how relieving is that? You don't have to hold all of these tasks and lists of to-dos and all the things that eventually you're going to have to do and incorporate just as best you can. See if you can take that all that out of your mind, all of that out of your mind, and just get quiet for a moment and pay attention and listen 
for those nudges and trust that that is what you're here to do. That's how you're going to get there. And when you receive that nudge, that inspiration, that thought, and it's so clear, you know it when it happens, it comes into you. Oh yeah, I should reach out to that person. Oh, I should, I should write about that. And if you're like me, I, you know, wanting to help other people on their journey, I'm always questioning. I'm always questioning, oh, should I like speak up about this? Like whether I'm in person or if I'm like on social media and I'm like, oh, should I like hop on stories and talk about this? Or should I write a post and talk about this? Or if I'm with a group of people that's talking about some, you know, health thing or sleep or stress or food. And I'm like, oh, should I, should I interject and like say my thoughts? Should I share my opinion or my learnings or whatever? I used to always just question and second guess, like, when should I speak? When should I share information? And part of this download was like, oh, I'll know, like I'm, I'm going to be asked, <laughs> I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to be asked, I'm going to receive the inspiration to, oh, I think I could talk about this right now. I think I could speak to this right now. Um, and like the, and when it comes to specific actions, like fasting, I, I, it was, it totally inspired and nudged. I wasn't really, um, I mean, maybe these inspirations can happen through like social media or through a podcast you listen to. Of course, it really can. Something can resonate with you and you could be like, ooh, I should try that. But for me, um, it just kind of came from nowhere. I wasn't really that engaged on social media. I don't recall like listening to anything or watching anything specifically about it. Um, for, but for some reason, like, hey, you should try fasting. You should try fasting kept coming up over and over. And so I finally listened to that. So the second part of this or the thousandth part, I know I've been a little bit rambly, um, that I wanted to share is that now that you've, you've come to this place of like, okay, I have faith. This is happening. I'm capable, but now I'm going to wait for further instructions. I'm going to let, I'm going to let inspiration ordain my actions here. Let these nudges, these curiosities that come up that I know are there. I hear them all the time. Now I'm going to respond to those and I'm going to respond to them with urgency. And I think that urgency piece is really important because the longer we put it off, the longer we put it off, the longer we're putting off momentum and progress. I got to tell you, I've been doing a lot of things over the last like six to even eight weeks longer than that. But really, I mean, I've just been honed in. I started going to school. I started taking on coaching clients. I took on a new job and I'm working with a nutritionist on my own health goals. Like I've started all of these things at once. And I just feel like I've been scrambling and just trying to like, like that cartoon that's balancing like. 15, 20 plates on like the hands and the feet and on your head. You know what I'm saying? That's how I have felt. So it's like, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm expending tons of energy, but I gotta be honest. I kind of felt like I was spinning my wheels. Like I wasn't really making progress. And I started to have these thoughts of like, how much longer can I keep this up? I'm not sure. Like, but I, I don't want to quit. Like I'm, I'm not ready to quit. I don't want to give up and say, oh, this isn't working or I can't do it. I'm not capable. Right. And so it's a matter of pausing and letting your actions be inspired. 
because they will be. We receive inspiration and nudges every single day and just trusting that that's enough and that when it's time for you to address a dietary piece or your sleep or maybe the personal products that you use, you know, uh, personal care hygiene products. So when it's time for you to address a mindset piece, a stress piece, those details will come to you at the perfect time in the right order. And you can address those, act on those when they come up. And so it requires some faith, you know, it all comes down to that. We're going to let go and trust. We're going to let go and let God. And even though that means it'll feel like you're doing less because we're going to set down a lot of these plates. So it's going to feel like, oh, I'm not, I'm doing less, but you're actually going to be doing way more, way more. You're going to have the energy to really come like whichever, whatever you intuit or be inspired, like, okay, pick up this plate now. You're going to be able to come at that with full faith and energy that, ah, this is right for me right now. This is my next step. This is the next piece that I'm going to turn my attention to, right? And they'll layer on one at a time, just as they're supposed to. So this is an example right here of inspired action. I was journaling this morning receive this download and I'm journaling about it. I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. I just feel so much calmer in my body. And then I got the hit. Hey, you should record a podcast on this this morning. And at first, like I, when I get a hit of inspiration, I feel it physically. Like it's either kind of in my stomach, like butterflies or even in my chest and it feels kind of tingly and I get excited. It's like literally this jolt of energy in me. And that happened and I was like, ooh, okay. But then I immediately felt scared, immediately. Cause I was like, and and scared, I guess is, you know, maybe a strong word for that. But I immediately had some hesitation around it because I was like, wait a second, what does this have to do with health? Honestly, at first I hadn't made that connection. I'm like, what does this have to do with health? The healthy habitat, like it feels pretty off topic for this podcast. And like, what am I even going to say about it? I was like, I don't know. And then I realized, oh, wait a second, wait a second. This is an opportunity to tap into that faith. Okay. So we receive the hit of inspiration. What happens if I just follow it? Just do it because you know, the worst that could happen is I just don't publish this. Right. But what if I just practiced trusting that when I receive that inspiration, when I receive that nudge or that thought, right? And you all know what I'm talking about. If I trust that I receive that and then I act on it, that I will be resourced. Every, you know, the words that I need, the concepts, the resources, the tools, the supplies, the person, whatever it is that you need in order to fulfill that will be provided. Let's, let's just, let's just assume that's true and act on this and see what happens. So I don't know. I'll let you tell me if this was just far too rambly and (laughs) made no sense, or if you were able to uh, glean a nugget out of this as well, because I certainly did. I really, really did. 
And so this is a live example of what I mean by this. And it can relate to your health, your health goals, because, you know, everything is related. So whether we're talking about something on the physical plane, we're talking about something within your career goals or your relationship goals, whatever it is, this can apply. So this is my invitation for you. Pause, carve out a little time for yourself and whether it's journaling or you're just meditating, you're speaking your thoughts out loud or you're writing them down, whatever it is that you need to do to just give yourself this space to pause. What plates are you holding right now? You know, what are all the things that you're trying to hold on to at once or tick off or check off or do because you feel like that's what you have to do in order to reach your goal? If you're being weighed down with overwhelm and anxiety and stress of how you could possibly, possibly get from where you are to where you want to go, I invite you to just set all of that down for just a moment, even if it's 15 minutes, and tune in. Tune in. You know, whatever you believe is true. So what if you believed that you are capable and that your actions will be inspired, that your specific steps, what it is that you need to start with, what next step you need to take, what's most important for you right now? Because it might not be in that blueprint that you Googled or that you bought or that some coach gave you or whatever that says, oh, you need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, you know, those might not be your steps. So what if you believed that your next step will be inspired to you, will be given to you? Because you already know that that happens. You've already been inspired in the past. You've had the nudges. And sometimes they've led to a miracle. Whoa, I was just thinking about this person and then they called me. We haven't talked in years, you know? Or, oh man, if that thing hadn't, if I hadn't thought to go back to the house and grab my phone that I left and then I got back on the highway, I totally missed this accident that I could have been in. You know, things like that. They happen all the time. You know it. You've been inspired to write something down, to create something, to record something, to reach out to someone. So you know what I'm talking about. So give this a try. See if you can relieve yourself of trying to hold on to all these different things that you feel like you have to do and that you have to carry. Set them down. And see if you can allow the universe, God, spirit, your innate wisdom, whatever it is that resonates for you, see if you can allow that to inspire your actions one at a time in the perfect timing and just see how that feels. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing this time and space with me, for taking a chance on this episode Um, your time, it's valuable. It's so valuable, especially after talking about all of this, your attention is valuable. So if you made it this far through, um, I appreciate you so much 
for allowing me to again share in this space with you. Please reach out to me on Instagram. I'm uh, at Animal Based Babe. You can find me there. Um, I'd love to just get to know you and talk. And if you enjoyed this, um, I'd like to invite you to rate this podcast. You can leave a review if you want, or you can just rate it and just tap it on a star. It takes like two seconds. Um, that would mean the world to me if you uh, got any value from this. So thank you again so much for that. So this is my, um, invitation for you to make one tiny little change for your habitat is to pause, get quiet and see what inspiration comes up for you. Okay. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.